Now that we know Packers pre-draft visits, what can it tell us about how they might be strategizing for this week's NFL draft? Plus, of course, it's Mock Draft Monday. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Really Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bogowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All of your gambling needs can be met at Bet Online where the game starts. And thanks for everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. Tom Silverstein over the weekend reported on 27 of the top 30 visits that the Packers had. And I understand the idea of not wanting to take too much out of it. And and a lot of what pre-draft visits are Generally speaking, it's uh, it's a final checklist. It is follow-up due diligence. But it also behooves a team to put their most resources into positions they feel they most need to address moving forward. It doesn't make sense if you want to go into the draft and you want to take a corner and a defensive tackle and a linebacker to spend all of your resources just for fun talking to guards and centers and tight ends. It just doesn't make any sense to do it. So while I don't think that we can necessarily say one of these players from this list is going to go, I have I have done the, the studies over the years. If you look at, especially in the Brian Gutekinds era, the guys that we hear, they're talking to at the combine, that they've had official visits with at the combine, and then more recently, pre-draft visits. If you take not the players, but the positions in the aggregate, they tell us something about what positions the Packers feel they need to invest resources in. I happen to personally think that if you look at them, you can also see potentially how the Packers view the draft. We've talked about strategy and how they can go in and go, okay, uh, we think that the draft is strong here and weak here. And we think that these are the, we, we really like this cluster of players here because that can, that can happen. I mean, as you go through, as you go through the draft, for example, I'm like, I, I don't love the receivers at the top of this class. There's a middle tier of receivers that I really like. I don't think they're better then the guys who are going to go above them, I think those guys are better prospects. I'm just not ex- as excited about them. I- I'm I'm not as sure about them potentially. And part of that is because a lot of it requires projection for the guys who are really, really good or have the potential to be really, really good. A lot of that requires projection. If you look at the difference between someone like George Pickens and Jalen Tolbert, I'm very confident Jalen Tolbert is going to be a better player in 2022 than George Pickens. But in four years, 
George Pickens might be a top 10 receiver in the NFL. I, I don't think there, there's like 1% of simulations where that's true for Jalen Tolbert, maybe fewer. So you do have to take these things into consideration. So when we look at this list that Tom Silverstein put together for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, the Packers, he has 27 of the reported visits, seven offensive linemen, almost exclusively on day two. Excuse me, eight. Yeah, eight offensive linemen, Tyler Smith, and then seven guys in addition to that. He was the topper of the article. Uh, almost exclusively, other than Tyler Smith, day two guys. Tyler Smith is that one name Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus gave us last week. That that if they could fall in love with someone at the end of the first round, the receiver board falls right and they get that guy at 22 and at 28, you know, there isn't any other good positional value. So they grab someone like Tyler Smith who can play guard and eventually play tackle. I really like Smith and, and I think that would be a smart pick. But a lot of these guys, the Abraham Lucases, the Darian Kennards, Ed Ingrams, they're day two guys. They're day two guys. And then they met with a group of UDFAs, which was always the Ted Thompson modus operandi. You use pre-draft visits for scouting, essentially, UDFAs. Guys that you're going to get after the draft, undrafted free agents who you're, okay, does this guy fit our culture? Would he be interested? Does he fit our scheme? Does he want to do the things we're going to ask him to do? How does he feel about playing special teams? Does he think he's going to go in the fourth round? And so if he goes undrafted, is he going to be pissed about that and come in and, and compete? Like, I think there's value there too. Now, if that doesn't get your engine revving because it's offensive linemen, I understand it. But you always need offensive linemen. The Packers prove it every year. Guys get hurt. We see it in the playoffs. Guys get hurt. You need those guys to be able to come in and, and play. And so you need a deep bench. Always take one or two. Every draft class should have one or two offensive linemen at least. The Packers also brought in seven receivers. We don't have... Too many tips yet about where we think they're going to go in the first, where they'd like to go in the first. Maybe this offers some insight. Traylon Burks, they meet with. He's a potential first-round pick. George Pickens, they meet with. He is a potential first-round pick, though I think more likely a second-round pick. Christian Watson could be a late first, early second-round pick. And then there's this group of day two guys or borderline day three guys, the Valus Jones Juniors, the Tyquan Thorntons, the Romeo Dobbs, the speed guys. Remember we talked about this idea of early, middle, late. You get a tier one if you can, tier two, and then something in the, in the later tiers. Valus Jones, Tyquan Thornton, and Romeo Dobbs are those speed guys. I think Dobbs can be much better than those other players. I think he is a much more fully formed receiver. I think, you know, Tom Silverstein had him projected in the sixth. I'd take him on day two and not blink. But if he's going day three, I'll, I'll happily grab the value there. If you can get a Traylon Burks and then a, another guy, a Pickens or a Watson falls to you at 53. And then you can get a Dobbs, a Thornton, a Valus Jones. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's doing serious work. That's really improving your team. And then and then a UDFA. And then five defensive linemen. Two who could be 
you know, in that that borderline range, Perion Winfrey and Devontae Wyatt. Devontae Wyatt um, has a, a domestic violence uh, issue that he has to resolve. I don't even at this point know the details of it, but I know that that teams are aware of it. It's an issue and that could actually drop him out of the first round. He's also an older prospect. Um, Perion Winfrey, I think, is is more of a late day two kind of player. Um and then some UDFAs. So I think that's that was more of some due diligence, especially with Winfrey and Wyatt, given what's on tape and given um, you know, the 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 person. Remember, these players are people. And that's more about due diligence. Hey, is there is there value here? Or is, you know, in the case of Wyatt, is this guy a bad dude? I don't, I don't know. That's why you have them in. And then four overhang defenders all day three. So linebacker safety hybrid types. Jaquan Brisker is the only higher end guy from that group. And then Drake Jackson from USC. Now, if you if you just said you can have one of these 30 guys, even if you even if you gave me two, two of these 30 guys, 20, I, I said 27 names. Or the other 300 guys who are going to get drafted. Or who could potentially be drafted. Which would you take? I'm betting they take at least one of these guys. Because I think someone like Daubs. Someone like Drake Jackson. Um, the, the receivers at the top. George Pickens. Traylon Burks. I think there's a really good chance. One of those guys. Tyler Smith. On my short list of like. I think these guys are Packers guys. Those guys are near the top it. And so I think. Um, that is something that. The Packers are going to consider. And I think it does help us predict here where this team is going to be looking come draft day. We're going to do Mock Draft Monday and talk a little bit about some reporting that's out there coming up in just a little bit. Before we do that, let's talk about our friends at Athletic Greens. AG1 is something that has changed my daily routine. I wake up, I have a glass of water, I take uh, allergy medication, and I take AG1. Because it's the way that I start my day. I do it in the wintertime when it's been cold. I was I had it while my coffee was brewing. I have made the switch to iced coffee now. So now I do it. I chug my my AG1. I chug everything. I chug pre-workout. I chug post shakes. I do, I chug everything. So um and then I I have my coffee and and start my day with AG1 because it helps my body feel energized, feel whole, feel like it's running. It's like it's like cleaning out your engine, making sure that you're you're feeding your body good, healthy stuff with superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and 75 high quality vitamins. I'm terrible at taking my vitamins, so having something that's part of my routine that I can consume makes it all so much easier for me. It makes it dummy proof, and to make it easy for you, Athletic Greens is giving you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. Just got back from my doctor. I need more vitamin D. Surprise, it's been wintertime. I need to get outside more. But you can also get it through your food. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now for a big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with your pick-by-pick analysis from local team experts and draft gurus. Tune in for all three days, hosted by this guy, as your draft team guides you through every draft pick 
and every trade in real time. It starts on Thursday, April 28th at 7 East, available on the Locked On NFL YouTube page and on the Odyssey app. So we got this report from Tony Pauline over at Pro Football Network about the Packers and their willingness to trade back um, if they if they don't have a receiver that falls to them. I want to address that first um, because I, I mean, to me, it's not really it's not really that new. Um, just because you know we we. We know that the Packers are willing to trade back. They've done it in the past. They traded back to get Jordy Nelson. They traded back to get Kevin King. Not that those are comparable players, but they've done this before. But they have two first-round picks, right? They have two of them. So, are they tear back with both? Like, they have to take some players at a certain point. And, and I've said this over and over. They don't need more day two players. They need frontline guys. And when you have two first round picks, you have the ability to grab multiple guys who can impact your team at a high level, who have the potential to impact your team at a high level. Now, if you're just going from 28, uh, you're grabbing the Jets picks, if they're packaging some picks or the, the Seahawks want to come up to 22 to take a quarterback and they're giving you 39 and 40 or 40 and 41, whatever, whichever the duo that they have. There's some there's some wisdom in doing that if you don't have a receiver that you like there. You still have 28. That's the beauty of the position Green Bay finds itself in at this current moment. What I, I don't think this report precludes, though, is the idea of going up to get your guy. It, to me, Green Bay has the draft capital where you can't leave this draft Without a tier one guy, you this you have the draft capital right now. Unless someone's going to give you a future first round pick, and now you can have two next year, in what could be a class with some better higher end options. You're also betting on the potential that whatever team is giving you those that future first round pick sucks, right? You just have that. Who knows what happens? Even if it's the Chiefs, you know, next year who knows? Patrick Mahomes could miss ten weeks. Not not that I want to see that happen, but it could happen. There are scenarios where I think a trade back would make some sense, but the the urgency here is such that Green Bay can't play this passively. It can't just be, oh, well, we'll just sit and trade back if the receiver we want is not there. No, if the, if if that is is a viable plan to you, then take use 22 and 28 and try and get really good players. Because now you're trying to build some insurance that when you get to 53, the guy you want might not be there. Or if you need to package someone to move up and let's say that tier two or that tier three starts to run out. Remember, this happened in 2020. Green Bay had some receivers they really liked. Justin Jefferson was at the top of that list. They weren't able to get him. They had, they had tried to move up to get him. Then they move up. They get... They get Brandon Ayuked, and they were they were never going to take T. Higgins. I don't think they were going to take. Uh, well, I, they, they clearly did not think Michael Pittman was worth taking at that spot. Chase Claypool, but I think those were the guys that they were trying to move up on day two to come up and get. Those guys went a lot sooner than than they were willing to give up assets for to come get. So they were not able to get them. No excuses this time. No excuses this time. You have to, you have to get that guy. So uh, with that in mind, 
um, I want to do a mock draft and I want to go in thinking I'm going to do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> go in thinking, okay, one of these tier one guys has to be my tier one guys has to be the pick. And so we're going to, we're going to see the picks come off the board Understanding, okay, when it's Drake London, Garrett Wilson, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks are your your tier one guys. And so when you start to lose them, so now like in this in this process right now, we're at 13. Jamison Williams goes off the board. So now I, I miss Chris Olave. Chris Olave is left. Traylon Burks is left. Packers are not picking yet, but we're at 14. So now we need to be on high alert because there is this group here, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 2021, where Burks could come off the board at any of those spots. So now Olave is off the board. So now, if I'm if I'm looking at the other guys that are available here, I'm not seeing good value. So I want to try and move up. So I'm going to move up to 16, hopefully, and see if I can get the Saints who traded for this pick to trade with me. Is that a fool's errand? Potentially. Potentially. But I, I just feel like it's too important to leave the draft with one of these guys. So by the Rich Hill trade value chart, 16 is worth 305. So from 22, I need to add 50. Well, 92 is not going to quite get me there, but let me try it. Let me offer the third round plus 22 to get up to 16. And let's see if they will send it. Sorry, declined. Not a surprise. Let's add one of the fourth round picks. Bang. All right. Now they have moved up. One of the reasons why I wanted to do this was because I wanted to see how it all, how it augments the way the rest of the draft plays out. So now I've moved up 16 and I get Traylon Burks. I'm happy. I'm excited. I still want to get a complimentary piece if I can. And I still need to, I still have other spots on my roster that I want to put with Traylon Burks and the other guys. When I put together my list, for the leap on the players that I thought complemented the tier one guys, I had Romeo Dobbs as the guy that I thought uh, did that with Traylon Burks the best. So now I'm sitting here at 28. I have my receiver. I feel like I'm in really good shape. Perion Winfrey is available. David Ojabo is available. Jaquan Brisker. These are guys that the Packers met with. Tyler Smith. For me... We know where I am on Travis Jones. So if it's me, I'm taking Travis Jones. I don't know if the Packers will feel the same way. So I am, just for fun, going to take Tyler Smith. Also, just for sake of something different. Everyone knows how I feel about Travis Jones. I would take Travis Jones. But I think Tyler Smith is going to be awfully, awfully appealing. So he is the player. I think he's eventual a tackle but can come in right away and make your offensive line room better. And 
he can compete to start a guard. So that's that's the guy that I'm going to take at 28 and and feel good about. I think he's I think he's a really good player. And I still think at 53 and 59, I'm going to have a chance to add to this team, to add potential impact receivers to this team. These are the calculations that Green Bay is going to have to make when they're thinking about trading up. Are there guys that you think are worth it? I think there's a real separation between that tier one and the next group. Now, what does that what does that really mean? You know, uh, your your mileage is going to vary on that. And the Packers surely don't have the same tiers I do. And they don't have the same tiers as the draft network where we're currently doing this mock draft. So all of that has to be taken into consideration. There was a really great conversation Rick Spielman had with um, Robert Mays over at the Athletic Football Show talking about, oh, they did some predictive modeling on like, okay, this is what we think these teams are going to do. And so we use that when we try and look at where these other guys are going to go and and who we think is going to be gone. Okay, here I am at 53. There are some guys on the board that I would really like to get that I think can really help this team. Christian Harris, a linebacker. I just don't see the value in it right now. Sean Ryan is an offensive lineman. I really, really like DeMarvin Leal is a, is a defensive lineman that I really, really like. Uh, Chad Muma, another linebacker there, the Trey McBride, who's potentially the best tight end in um, this class. There are some receivers here that, that I really like. I think I'm going to hold off on the receivers and I'm going to take Leal just because I think they want to add some interior pass rush. He can play a little bit on the edge, can play some five tech. So I'm going to, I'm going to grab him here. There's not another edge guy that I really like in this spot. Although I like I like Nick Benito probably probably more than the Packers will. So I am going to take Leal here. And then I have this other pick where I think I can grab a receiver. And all of a sudden I put together a, a really good room to go along with Traylon Burks where the pieces are hopefully complementary. Uh, it it took a player for me <laughs> um, that I did not mean to take, but that's fine. Cameron Thomas is an edge, um, not the player that I would have taken there, but I probably would have. I probably would have taken Nick Benito. I think Cameron Thomas could be someone that that the Packers take there, and I, I feel I feel good about the draft. I feel good about the draft, and, and I think the Packers. I think the Packers would would too. I mean, when you when you look at it, you you move up and you get Traylon Burks. You add a potential future offensive line starter. You add a a disruptive defensive lineman, and someone else in your front seven. I wanted to get a safety. I don't know if the Packers are um, actively efforting that. I think they feel really good about what that where that room is. I get it. Not how I would handle it, but that that's okay. That's okay. Before we finish up, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. This is a product that I am so behind that I, that I that I trust, that I share with people off air. In real life, people ask me, what's the deal with Built Bars? Are they, are they actually that good? And I say, yes. Yes, yes, yes. 100% yes, they are. They cracked the code, Built Bar did, of something that tastes delicious and that is great for you. This is the best tasting protein bar that's ever been made. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Those are That's not just a slogan. That's real. That's real. I'm telling you, 100% chocolate and still high protein, 
high fiber, low calorie, low net carb. Do I know how they do it? No, I think it's I think it's a proprietary um, elf in the back doing a thing, magic pixie dust. I don't know something, but they're able to do it. They're able to pull it off, and they're able to come up with new flavors all the time to keep your pantry stocked. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. And thanks for making Locked on Packers your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right. That's it for today. Um, we're going to have a, an extremely busy week. We've got a, a busy week at the Leap. We've got a busy week on Locked on Packers. We've got our live draft show. I'm going to be live after um, nights one and two of the draft. I'll, of course, be hosting our Locked on NFL Draft feed when we're doing all of the NFL Draft live show. I'm hosting that event from Dallas, um, which is going to be a blast. Come hang out with us. I would love to see you there. I would love to see you in the comments. would love to hear from you. Let me know if you're going to come watch. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be analysis you can't get anywhere else. I'm telling you, it's going to be a fun time. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay. Locked on Packers.